All right, we're recording. We're back, finally. We're back. We're still in recovery mode. We just finished Hypergrowth West in San Francisco. Unbelievable. Totally different than Hypergrowth East, uh, but it's been a month. It's been a month. Can I confess something to you? Okay, go ahead. At about 9.01 that day, I was very nervous. (laughs) I saw you sitting sitting on the stage. I... And Berger, who's one of our, uh, Berger and Eve, two of, two of the uh, sales team in San Francisco, were backstage doing the, like, you know, speaker prep and whatever. Yeah. And they were all hyped up because they were so excited for hypergrowth in yeah. the West because we just had East and the whole San Francisco team had, like, FOMO. And I was just like, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to look <laughs> at anybody because I kept looking out at the crowd and I'm freaking out. I'm like, they're not showing up. Yeah. Oh, my God. We <laughs> came all the way to San Francisco and they are not showing up. And Tell me like, you didn't feel that for a minute. I did. I was like, where are the people? Where are the people? And then like... San Francisco likes to roll late. They roll late. You like to come in late. So uh, so I'm freaking out. And then Jana's texting me. Because we started at 8. We start... Well, we opened the doors at 8. We started at 9. And Jana's texting me. You know, it's 9.01. You know, there's uh, 400 people there. 10 minutes later, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900. So finally, it kept climbing and climbing and climbing. And, uh, you know, by 10 o'clock, I, I couldn't really see from where I was, but I looked at Instagram and I saw Elias and a bunch of other people that were in the back and it was packed. Yeah, yeah. And so then I could finally relax. Yeah. But I think I blacked out during your opener. <laughs> I blacked out during your opener. And that just oh like... Oh my goodness, you went dark? I went dark. Went the dark. most anxiety I've yeah. had since I've been here, for, for real. And uh, it was funny because I talked to Blair, Blair Shane. She's the CMO of Sequoia. Capital. And, uh, and she was there beha- behind sta- backstage because they were like the second thing in the day. And I said, is this a San Francisco thing? You know, are, 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 is it just like people show up late? And she's like, they show up late, but I was like, we should have started at 10. She's like, no, because if you started at 10, people would have came at 1030. Mm-hmm. If you started at 11, they would have came at 1130. So yeah. now we know. And we made it. It was San Francisco's amazing. cool, right? They rolled. They come in late. They were cool. They came in late. The people who were there, though, I think got the best show of the day, which was Patty Patty McCord, right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, she kicked it off. She was the first speaker. She had like she had slides, but she was just talking, and I, I, she held the audience for forty five minutes because she's so real and had mm-hmm. all those stories. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. But now we're on. We're back. All right. What are we talking about now? So today we're going to talk about a topic that we should have talked about a while ago. I can't mm-hmm. believe we haven't talked about it yet. It's confirmation bias. Okay. All right. It's simple, but it's complex. Super complex. Can you can you define all the simple things? Can are you complicated. so so what is confirmation bias? Why do you want to talk about it? It's one of the biases that um, you know we talk about the cognitive biases all the time, but this one's a super important one, right? It's the um, you know many of us when we form an opinion. This is a dangerous one because many of us form an opinion quickly, and then. Uh, confirmation bias kicks in, aka in the form of we start looking, we start ignoring uh, stuff that we should be listening to and only looking for the facts that confirm our bias that we've already formed. So, so back it up even further. So, confirmation bias is one of there. There's 25 from Charlie Munger, but yep. there's hundreds I've seen yep. of of cognitive biases, mm-hmm. which you put me on, and I didn't know. And it's just like they are, if you want to really understand marketing and human mm-hmm. behavior, like this is where all this stuff is rooted, like totally. the cognitive science, right? Mm-hmm. The social psychology, all that stuff. So we all have, we all as people, we are, we have these natural biases that we, that we can't really do anything about. They're all kind of natural instincts and reactions. No, but this is the one that you should 
probably look for yes. the most. Yeah. Uh, because this is you closing off. We always talk about, you know, <sighs> ego, humility, all this, all that stuff, right? And we, this is the one that'll lead you there the most because this is uh, you shutting yourself down from hearing from hearing about facts that you don't want to hear about. Yes. That may be uh, the real facts, and instead looking for evidence that confirms what you already preconceived. So a lot of biases out there. This is, I think, this is the most important one: confirmation yep. bias. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me let me give you let me give you an example. You okay. hit me with this recently. We've been doing a bunch of hiring. Mm-hmm. You here's an easy What's com- that, kombucha. This is kombucha. Okay, let, let's not show that label there because oh. that's not a sponsor. Oh, they're not show. sponsoring us because no. okay. we, you know, Lacroix. You're right. Never came. They through. never came through. We're just drinking water and 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 off-brand kombucha around here. No labels. Um, we're trying to make a hire, a uh-huh. big role that we've had open for a while. Mm-hmm. Finally, meet somebody good. Yep. And I'm rushing to like, oh, DC, we're gonna hire this person. Yep. And what do you what do you say to me in that situation? Slow down. Confirmation bias. Slow down. Be careful yeah. of confirmation bias. Right. Mm-hmm. You come across the first thing you see, and you grab it. Hiring is is uh, a perfect example of. You think where that's where the most confirmation yeah, bias? Yeah. Uh, professionally, like where you see it the most. I mean, there's ideas and stuff, but you know, a lot of people are involved in the hiring process. Yeah. And uh, and they're looking for. They've made a decision because they have. A role that they're trying to fill and uh and if you're like dg you're, you're drowning in stuff to do so you're looking for anybody a lifeline anyone to help you yeah and so that is a sneaky place where confirmation bias will come in pretty quickly and that's why you want to wait that's why I, i've always had or for a long time now i've had the 24-hour test mm. where when i interview someone i don't form i try hard not to form a positive or negative uh opinion on them instead yeah. i give myself 24 hours um to sleep on it, to think about it. And then I start to think about what just happened because too, too quickly I was running into confirmation bias of like, I like this person. This was interesting. And I, st- I just started to ignore all the warning signs. Yeah. And instead I used uh, confirmation bias to get myself in trouble. To the point where I've stopped messaging you after I interview someone, mm-hmm. even if it's somebody you want me to interview, yep. I never text you after and say, hey, I met with so-and-so, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Always wait to the next day because I know that your response to me is going to be, sleep on it. I don't want to hear your feedback now. Yeah, You got to sleep on it. I got to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear from you tomorrow. And come on in. And oftentimes it changes. Yep. You think about it. You have a different mm-hmm. point of view. It's the same thing like, you know, it's the same reason why, you know, if you're stuck on something, uh, you know, you go for a run or you work out or you, or you go for a walk and like mm-hmm. your brain just unhooks from that thing and you get the real, you get the clarity and the real answer. I was looking for definitions for confirmation bias before we explained it. And I love this one, which is like, it is more of a description than a definition, but it's when you only legitimize facts that support your point of view. Yep. Which if we, this podcast is about learning and so much we talk about with learning, confirmation bias is such an important piece of understanding that, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. you're learning. Um, the other thing is, it's because our brains have to, I didn't, make, I, I didn't make this up, this is from somewhere. Our brains have to try and process so much stuff, so instead our brain tries to take the shortcut and focuses on what it thinks is the most important. Mm. That's confirmation bias, yep. right? Which is your example of yep. me, right? You said I'm busy, I'm doing a lot of things. Yes. So I see something that looks good and say, boom, we got it. Jump on in. Yeah. All right. So this is a sneaky one. Do you think G2 has a confirmation bias? I'm sure he does. Yeah, huh? he G2 said everybody does. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He. I mean, I think it'd be weird if you don't have confirmation yeah, bias. The, the point. Don't. The point is not. The point is, uh, in us talking about confirmation bias, is that it's not a flaw. No. It's you have to become aware of it, mm-hmm. you know? So you can control so it. So you can control it. Mm-hmm. And then think about, whoa, am I being biased? Like your thing, you have the rule now, which is like you don't, you wait on it, you wait a day, which basically ensures that you're going to give your time, yourself time to think about yeah. it. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'll come up with the perfect answer, but I yeah. had to come up with, 
you know, a habit that I could follow yeah. in order to try to avoid it. And my simple one was waiting 24 hours or waiting for the day after uh, to sleep on something. You can come up with something else, but you create like a framework or a habit a framework that leads to a habit that helps you prevent some of these things. And that's, you know, um, we often reference Charlie Munger, like a lot of these, when he talks about the cognitive biases in the psychology of human misjudgment, one of my favorite videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, we'll link that up below. When he talks about it, he's talking about it in the context of uh, patterns that he's developed over time to try to not, to try to not lead himself by one of these biases. So yeah. that's why it's important. He's not only talking about them highlighting it, but he's saying, look, I've come up with these frameworks, I've come up with these habits to try to avoid these. And by the way, I still fall uh, fall into them, but I'm doing the best I can to try to, and evolving to try to not fall into them so I, often. I think it's just like, it's a good lesson in, in, in learning, right? It, it means like in order to avoid confirmation bias, it means you have to go and seek wisdom, seek mm -hmm. knowledge mm -hmm. from multiple sources, mm -hmm. right? Like we talk about working out or, or dieting or whatever. Yep. It's really easy to go and read something that says, okay, I'm busy. I don't have a lot of time. So I want to go read an article that's going to tell me how to get fit working out two days a week. Mm -hmm. That's a being a victim of confirmation bias because totally. I want to believe that. Yep. Right. And so I'm going to find information. Same, same thing. Like not that we talk politics on this show ever, but it's the reason why you watch two different news channels and you get two different opinions yep. because of confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. So the point of us in doing this episode is just to be become aware of it. Make it one of those things that you start to be mindful of and think about as you make decisions. Speaking of working out. Yeah. Uh, have you finished Total Recall, the book? How, how could I? It's 700. I have a lot. I have a lot. I read it every night. Uh -huh. I read it every night for about six minutes and then... <laughs> I'm you know, tired, man. You're tired? Yeah. You're tired. Oh, okay, okay. He, you have a baby. Amazing. I was talking to, I ran into someone the other day. I'm, I'm blanking on their name. That's no surprise if sure. you know me. Not, and, don't uh, take it personally. And they brought up that they have been reading Total Recall and they were 75% done, which is probably more wow. than DJ that is over here. way more. Than the nephew here. Yeah. And, uh, and we were just going back and forth about all the lessons. And they, you know what they said, it's related to confirmation bias here because what they were telling me was, you know what, I heard you talking about it a lot on the podcast, on, on here mm. uh, podcast, mm -hmm. on this here podcast, mm -hmm. and, but, you know, I didn't want to read it because I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm. Here comes confirmation bias, because I didn't like his persona, I yeah. didn't like his, you know, the, the macho persona, sure. his whole thing, you know, the, the way that you look at him from the outside. So they were using confirmation bias, right? They had formed an opinion about him, not knowing him, not knowing anything about him, just about the way he carried himself. And they said, you know, I don't like him. Yes. So they don't like him. So they were looking for more reasons to, to not like him. But they did the right thing. They picked up the book. They, they went deeper. And, he, and this person was telling me, totally changed their opinion of him. Of, of him yeah. Right? Because uh, they saw the learning, the humility, the got to know who this person was, not just the external uh, representation. And they were like, wow, they found a whole new level of respect for this person. And they were so happy that they had read that book. That's amazing. Because that, that's everything about confirmation bias. Right oh, I don't like him. Nope. Not going to read it. Not going to read it. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But now, and you can still decide to not like him. Totally. But now that you've read it, yep. you have you have some, some facts. Some facts. To base, your, to base your opinion on. And that's why Charlie Munger says, coming back to my uncle, Charlie Munger. Sure. He always says that he does not argue... Uh, a position for something, right? 
He does not have a strong position of something unless he can argue the counter position better than most people, mm. right? So he will, before he forms a, an opinion on something, and here again to avoid confirmation bias, he will do all the research he can on the opposite opinion of his and be willing to be able to argue that as eloquently as someone from that side of that position before he's able to say that he's formed the position on something. Love that. Hmm? Do yeah. your homework. Do your homework. The There's more you learn. Framework. That's his framework for avoiding confirmation bias. I love it. There, so I want to give you, uh, and, and the reason to wrap this whole thing up, like I think the reason why this is important is to help you learn, mm -hmm. but also most of the people who listen to this podcast are in some type of business. Mm -hmm. and I think this stuff, lessons like this, like the social psychology stuff is what's really going to help you grow your business. Because mm -hmm. if we rewind it back and, and shout out to, to Mike Troiano, who told us that great marketers are students of human response. Yep. If you want to be a student of human response, you have to understand how people think mm -hmm. and why they think. And mm -hmm. I think these cognitive biases like confirmation bias are the best place you could start. And that's, an, that's something I wish I knew five, 10 years ago, easily. Yep. Did I tell you I'm in need? What are you in need of? Of reviews? Da Six star reviews. <laughs> Uh, there's been a deep drought. There has. There has been a drought of six-star reviews. Did they change the algorithm? I don't know. I think Apple might be... Did they caught on to us? They're on Are to they trying this. to block us yeah. on the six stars? Yeah. But there's been a deep drought of six-star reviews. Wow. And it, this drought does not affect me. No. Right? I don't need the six-star reviews. No. But we have people like Gonzo right here, G2. Oh, yeah. They might we not affect you. Like I thrive Elizabeth. on the reviews. I we thrive. have the young, young nephew. Uh, we have... Maggie Crowley bringing fire with the build series. Maggie's heating up. Heating up. I love this. I'm worried about my job a little bit. Yeah. She's bringing fire with some issues. of those interviews she's doing with product leaders. Yeah. And she threw in a marketing leader from uh, Amplitude and the last one. I'm just unnecessary. She's doing fire, but she's not seen any six-star reviews for her efforts. Yeah. Right? So if you love the team, yeah. if you love the work that Jay's doing and all the other stuff, yeah. you know, remember, I'm keeping, we have a whole bunch of other series, one around growth, mm. one around uh, growth marketing, yeah. one around operations. Uh, we have a couple others that we're working on. We already have back episodes uh, ready. But I'm Gail's going to have a lot of work, I think. I'm, I'm, I've content. kept them hostage. Yeah. Because I haven't seen a Hold six them star up. So let's do I this. So you, let's do this. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. I had some, you know, being a good, uh, the good prepared host that I am. Yes, that's uh, true. I had some suggested learning material, oh. okay, yeah. to go along with this topic of yeah. confirmation bias. And mm -hmm. I have two books. So maybe we could give away some books okay. for some reviews. Yep. Okay. So book number one that will teach you all about the way people think in confirmation bias is a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. Oh, yeah. Great one. By Daniel Kahneman. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Okay. I've given that to people, though. Yeah. It's, it's heavy It's duty. large. It's heavy duty. It's, we're talking about the large, uh, the Arnold book. That, that, the, at least that one good. is easy to read. The, this, this one's is, harder to read. Will send me but the, this is deep. Send this is the scientists out there. Uh, and then on top of that, I would say more importantly, it's also easier to read, is uh, Influence. Yeah, by, by Robert Cialdini. Yep. Okay. We'll be giving those books away. Uh, we'll be choosing people who leave yeah. six-star reviews. Yeah. Shouting out Maggie, G2, a.k.a. Gons, a.k.a. Gonzalo, a.k.a. the Venezuelan nephew. Right. So leave a review. Tweet, leave a review and tweet at us. Screenshot the review. Tweet at tweet us. Tweet at us. At Cancel at Dave Gerhart, and we'll hook you up. And you'll be getting a book or both books. Or both books. All right. That's a heavy package. All right. See ya. We're out of here.